Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Look. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Welcome back. It's Dr. Homebrew. It's time to drink some beer, or at least talk about some beer. We can talk about beer. Yes. It's going to be a good time talking about beer. we got some cool beers for you to try, or for you to listen to us try. We have an IPA, and then we have, uh, we have a fucking monster. We have a... Um, they could try one if they went to Minnesota, right? <laughs> yeah, this is uh, from our friends at Junkyard Brewing again. They sent over a giant can of uh, 10.5% beer it's a uh, <laughs> it's a north moorhead style quadruple aged on oak with brett <laughs> so uh we getting drunk tonight that's, that's what we're doing uh but first i do want to thank our sponsor five star chemicals you can go to fivestarchemicals.com and learn about everything you need or everything you need to do to be able to properly make some good beers, some drinkable beers, man. you got to clean and then sanitize, and you have to use the five-star products, man. They're the best in the market. They're the only ones that will let you do it uh, the way it should be done in two steps. That's what we got to do. It's, first it's, it's, uh, first uh, uh, sanitizing, right? Yes. And then cleaning. That's and Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, you know, look, man, it, it's a pain in the butt, you know, but there's no shortcuts when it comes to sanitization. Uh, and, uh, you know, Five Star does not take any shortcuts, and neither should you. So check them out, fivestarchemicals.com. And JP's still enunciating his five-syllable words, sanitization. Hey, I'm making it up, man. You got you to roll with the punches, you know what I mean? Your mic is broken. Oh. Here, what are you doing? You're weird. You had like this whole thing, so there you go. Uh, I got the 45. There you go, right there. Give me the 45. There we go, baby. Colt 45. You're, you're sounding good. You're sounding good. Yeah. yeah let's turn the, the sheath music had come off, off my mic. Yeah, it slips hey, down, man. I know, right? When your mic is so thin that the sheath comes off, it slips down. <laughs> I hate that shit. Uh, man, you know, I need, I want a beer, dude, but uh, I, I I I don't know. I've had this stuff. So I came back from from um, Hawaii. Uh, or as the Islander said, is Hawaii. And I thought maybe they're just fucking with me. Have some um, coconut beer. No, I can't, man, because I got this stomach thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, the doctor told me not to drink any alcohol, and I just now stopped, like, exploding into the toilets and, uh, like, laying, hmm. like being doubled over on my couch, like, with just, like, stomach, not stomach cramps, like gas. You know when you get, like, a bunch of gas from some weird bug or whatever? It just hurts, and just in pain, like, all day. It sucks, man. So When you eat, like, six cans of beans. 
Right, right. Yeah, like those days when you're you know, like, like oh. the wife's gone for the weekend. I'm going to eat beans and beans. SpaghettiOs all weekend. Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot like that, dude, and it kind of sucks. So today was the first day I'm actually feeling good, uh, so I'm not going to chance it with, with uh, you know, any beer, homebrew or otherwise. But I, I did think it was interesting. Uh, the doctor told me to start taking lactobacillus as like a probiotic. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, fucking sour beers. Let's go. Nice. But... um no, they're in a pill form. So I wonder if you can brew with it. That takes all the fun out of it. Let's try. <laughs> I have just a bunch. They're expensive for like 30, bu- 30 capsules, like 25 bucks. It's got to be active lactobacillus. I mean, I'm sure that's what it, she was like. She was it's uh, culture. Yeah. Yeah. We want to get the good bacteria back into your gut faster. But I wonder what, it, what else is in there. Yes. Right? Let's ferment with this. I think we should do that. Okay. Uh, let's do that. I'm on it. Okay, I'll, I'll give you... Give me, a, give me one of your pills. Just one cap? I mean, because it's a little tiny thing, right? It's not yeah. like a giant like horse pill or nothing. No, I mean, it'll it'll take a while to get get going and get happy, but we'll do yeah. something with that. We'll make a little growler <laughs> of JP Medicine Sour Beer. Oh, God, I wonder what that would taste like. I mean, because it's not... I mean, there's different strains of lacto, right? Or maybe not. Is it... Yeah? Yeah. All right, well... Well, so I wonder, I wonder why they chose this one. It's the gut lacto. I don't know. Yeah. I guess, right? It is called Lacto-GG. Yeah. So maybe for good gut or whatever. We could market the beer. Good gut beer. <laughs> I fucking love where this is going. Somehow somehow us making money in the end is amazing. I Somebody else that. is already out there fermenting with it right now. <laughs> yeah, they're like, cease and desist letter typed up as we speak. This already exists and you guys suck. <laughs> well, both of those might be true. Uh, but anyway, it is Dr. Homebrew. I, of course, am your host, uh, JP. And we have Brian. And All sitting right. in tonight, we have Keith. Keith, how you doing, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. And yeah, you guys, uh, that has been done before. So, has it? Uh, there's the, you've heard of Good Belly before? That's one no. thing. Oh, yeah. It's like a lacto uh, drink. Um, that, you know, for those the same reasons, probiotic, and I've actually made a Berliner Weiss with it. And I think oh, okay. you maybe even oh, tried yeah. my Berliner Weiss. See, look, at he's, yeah. he was sitting there the whole, letting us play out this whole sure. thing, See, sure. and he already knew the fucking answer. I'm a dreamer, you know, and I just sit here and, and dream up what I can do. And then Keith apparently just sits in a closet and reads homebrew for him. I don't know. <laughs> the shit. Uh, but he already knew about it. He knew about it and that's he did fucked it. up. Okay. Was it good? No. Have you had, Hey, that's cool. When yeah. you brewed with it, was it yeah. good? Yeah, definitely. Uh, really? You can, you can you know even the good belly stuff. You don't have to even make a starter. You can buy enough of it where you can just dump it right in. Um, with the pills, you have to make starters and stuff like that. Generally, yeah. how much yeah. you use. But yeah, you don't want to watch what kind of lacto you're using for it in general. Make sure you're using the right one and not using something that's going to give you crappy flavor in general so are you yeah. familiar with the gg i mean you can go to the whole food no i'm not familiar with that one but you can go to a whole food store and there's like a whole area of just probiotic oh like i just, imagine yeah, just yeah. giant there <laughs> yeah um, yep <laughs> i don't know how i feel about it i feel like you know when you're sick sure it, it could help you but i don't know i think from day to day i think your body's doing all right on its own I just drink sour beers just drink sour beers man i do think they're good for the digestion honestly yeah yeah, unless, uh, you know, I have a few friends that it just it blows them up. Yeah, I find bad. it to be a good, like, end of end of session, end of night beer, and you can just, then you, yeah. You, you yeah. Get, gut gets happy. It starts souring the other beers that you've drank throughout the night in your stomach. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works, I'm sure. It's a bit rough when you do 50 in one night. I've done that before, 50, you know, 50 beer sour tasting by the end of the oh. night here. What are you even tasting? At like, at, by, by like beer 35, you, there's no way. Yep, that's yep. damn sour. Yeah. Yeah. It's wet, yeah. and it's yeah. probably room temperature now. There's no way. There's no way you can taste it. 
Could, could you, were, you, were you able to be actively like... I'd like to think I was, but you're probably right. You do struggle after a certain point in time. Why would you? Kevin just came in here and lifted the shade. Nobody wants to see what's going Who on. Nobody wants to see what's going on here. Nobody. I'm going to close it when you leave. All right, do me a favor. Get close it. Fucking hate that thing open. And then we have Charlie, right, from Australia. Yeah, pull that, pull that thing over. Make sure it's sheet. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for coming in, man. So you just happened to be here. Right, you just came in and uh, exactly. on yes. vacation. But right, I've done the done the Disneyland thing with the kids. And yeah, my turn. You should. Took his kids to Disneyland, and this is his Disneyland. Being at the Hop Grenade Brewing Network Studios. That's All true. Right. All right. Rare barrel tomorrow, and then hopefully the oh, yeah. night. Oh, there you go. A twenty. Oh. Uh, no, they shouldn't be too. They they have so much space. They have so much space. I'll see if Sully will be around. Yeah. What time are you going to go? Uh, probably around lunchtime. We tried to go last night on the way to the Giants game, and it was just a tad busy then. Oh, are you going to go? I'm sorry. Are you going to go to the one in San Francisco? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, because they have that new facility out in San Leandro. Do you have a car, I imagine? No, not at the moment. Oh, you're barting. Yeah, yeah. Can you get to 2-1-A? Yes, you can get to 2-1-A San Leandro from BART. It involves some train switching, but that's a that's a factory, dude. That'll blow your that'll blow your mind. Yeah, I, I would. I think I could. I, Possibly could technically do that. Yeah. I think politically I could do that. Yes. Right. I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. They have warring yeah. factions within the family tribe. Yeah. 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 The, the okay. brew pub is fun, too, and you can get, get some good grub in there and, yeah, on your way to the game. Yeah, and you can walk to Cellar Maker from there as well. You been to Cellar Maker? No, not, not, not yet. Check it out. Go right down the list. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, send you home with a long man. list and then, yeah. We, we've been to a, a few brew pubs because uh, we have to wait, right? Yes. So this yes. doesn't count as an actual brewery tour. No, it doesn't. No. No, this is uh this is like a middle management tour. That's yeah. Something like that. So you having a good time though? Uh loving it. Yeah. Have you been to states before? No, this is my first time. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Excellent. How'd you like Disneyland? Let's talk about the real for a second. Yeah. Let's talk about Disneyland. <laughs> I swear to God, if I hear someone singing um, "It's a Small World After All," oh. I'm going to choke someone in a in a mouse suit. You know, I, I I saw some article that says that "It's a Small World" is the is categorically the worst song ever, or the most overplayed song. I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. Most overplayed song. I don't know how you can measure that, but uh, Disneyland, sure, it's everywhere, for sure. But did you have fun? I mean, did you oh, like yeah. it? I'm glad I glad I did it. Yeah, are you a big Disney? Guy, or uh, is that just for the kids? Yeah, it's probably more for the kids. I'm not, yeah. I'm not a theme park kind of guy anyway. Okay. I'm, give me a water slide, I'm happy all day. <laughs> all right, all right. He probably doesn't listen to Disney-related um, like podcasts and stuff. Yeah, I know, dude. You, I'm, I'm assuming you didn't download my show, Ears I, Up Podcast. I, Ears up. I had planned to. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> That is what I thought. I'm trying to. I'm stalling because I'm trying to find Dan's number. There it is, right oh, there. Man. Uh, well, that's cool, man. And so now you're now you're up here. And uh, when do you go back? Uh, we fly out on Thursday, or Wednesday to Hawaii for a few days before. Oh, there you go. Heading back. Yeah. Where are you going to Hawaii? Uh, just to Honolulu. Okay. Just breaking up the trip and. Yeah. I'm a bit of a fan of Hawaiian t-shirts, so I plan to stock up. Well, where are you? Do you have a, a spot to go? Not yet. You bet. Yes, Bailey's. 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 It's like the like vintage. There's a bunch of vintage shirts there, yeah. so you can drop four grand on a fucking Hawaiian shirt, but literally. But uh, they have a bunch of reprints as well, and they have a bunch of uh, just cool shit. So they have. Uh, 
Uh, I love Magnum PI, as everybody should, yeah, right? Got, got one of, of those course. already. Oh, okay, there you yeah. go. I found another one, too. And they were reasonably priced. They're super cheap. And uh, But anyway, so they have a lot of replicas. Apparently, what they do is they replicate old vintage shirts and sell them for a lot cheaper. Um, but they just have a lot of weird Hawaiian knickknacks. Like, we, we bought this big tiki mask. Yeah. It's like a big solid for 30 bucks. Just some old junker or whatever. But anyway, go to Bailey's. Um, yeah, that's where I recommend. Excellent. I was just there. Excellent. Yeah. All right, let's get on with the show here. Um, here we got Dan. Are you on the line, buddy? I'm here. How you doing, man? How you Good, doing? How are you guys? Perfect. Sorry we took a little bit longer than I had told you earlier, but, you know, hey, you're a vet at this. You're used to it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Dan knows how we operate. Yeah, very slowly and on, on weird time. We're on, we're on beer judge time. It just kind of happens when it happens. Yep. Yeah, we yeah can't. I know how that goes. <laughs> we started judging the beers. We said, no, JP, we're going to need an extra 35 minutes on this one. Yeah. And then they just stared at me. It was weird. It was a whole thing. Uh, anyway, so to remind everybody, Dan, you brew at Junkyard Brewing in Minnesota, correct? Is that still yes, correct? that's correct. You're still there. You haven't been fired yet. I'm still yet. there. Okay. Nope. Well, thank God. So while we uh, should we should we drink this beer that's open already, guys, or, dr- yeah. or crack the other one? Yeah, it's we just cracked matter, it, right? Let's, yeah, okay. Let's go for it. Which one are you? Which one are you guys drinking right now? This is the is free this, candy. Uh, well, no, no. Uh, sorry, I, I should have specified. I sent you guys uh, a couple different no, you didn't. Um, logos. Mm-hmm. I mean the the so the logo, I, I believe. Oh, I see. So what you're saying, saying I. I didn't because I no you did. I thought that uh, I thought that one one was like a black and white logo that had you know it had some color to it. Well, it was black and white, but then the other one was just black print on on the label. Um, okay. Yeah, sort of, kind of, not really. This is so. This is a purple label, and one has the van like in in white, uh, real big and prominent on the label, and the other one is kind of off to the side. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's. There's a differentiation between the two, and then so basically, um, the one with the the one with the big van and the white in it, yeah, is is uh, that one was on Oak Less, oh. and then the the other two cans were on Oak for another month or so longer. Okay, okay. Let's, let's open both cans and taste them all. We might as well. We want to drink a bunch of ten point two percent beer, don't we? Yes. Yeah, you do. And uh, JP, this one, uh, this one has Brett in it, so that one, that is a probiotic as well. So go ahead and drink up. Oh, thank God. So this is going to be the drunk show then. Yeah, it will be. We're getting there. So the 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 one with the white writing on the van has Brett. All of all of them have Brett. Less, just it's just less on this. Less yeah. on Oak. Trying to make a joke, I guess. <laughs> I don't okay. even know anymore. I'm just whatever. Uh, well, tell us about this beer a little bit. What is a uh, what is a uh, North Moorhead um, quad, quad beer? Well, it's basically a um, it's a it's a pretty stand. I think it's a pretty standard quad, um, except that we. We, so the reason we call it free candy is because we we used a lot of uh, dextrose in it, which is pretty. I mean, Belgian brewers usually use uh, Belgian candy sugar, I guess, or candy syrup. Uh, but we used dextrose, and we used a lot of it. So we thought we thought it'd be funny to call it free candy because there's a lot of sugar in it, I guess. But uh, 
Um, yeah, it's you know it's it's got some Belgian, it's got some Chateau Abbey, it's got some Chateau Special B, um, some Munich. So I'm glad Doc's not there. Um, <laughs> some two, and then so 30% Munich, uh, 40% two row, 9% Abbey, 5% Special B, and about 12% Dextrose. And uh, yeah, we were going for just kind of your standard, uh, your standard two style quad, and I hope I hope that it uh, kind of fit there. With uh, but I guess you know we put the we we put it on oak and we and we used um, Britannomyces lambicus, and uh, it was on the it was on the oak and the brett for a good four or five months, and then the. Uh, the can that I the cans that I said were on longer were another month after that, so six months. Okay, uh, just looking at them both, you, the the color is a little different, isn't it? The 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 one that's on oak is a little darker, or maybe I just don't have enough beer in one glass and too much in the other. It almost looks like the younger one's a little darker, but mine are at different okay. levels too. Huh? Oh, yeah, that's probably it. Uh, well, Brian, why don't you start us off, and we'll, let's just judge the the younger one or the one with the least oak amount of time, right? Yeah, we start and with the one, and then we'll just compare it with the the one that has more oak as just a general passing. Yeah. Okay. Um, it does have a pleasant, like, fruity character to it when you when you first get into it. There's a, like kind of a a fruit punch bowl explosion with like kind of cherries and plums, even some kind of tropical flavors, a little guava or a little, you know. I'm sorry, um, hang on a second, Dan. What, what what kind of oak is is this? Sorry, it's uh it's American oak, so it's basically. Okay. So what we do is mm-hmm. we just we didn't have barrels at the any any space for barrels or any barrels period at that point. So we were and we still wanted to try experimenting with oak and brett and stuff. So we we got a bunch of uh, wood chips, I think from. Or not wood chips, but wood wooden cubes, and I think they were from more beer actually. So okay, oak um, cabinets from then, Home Depot. Yep. <laughs> okay. So we used about I think I think we used about six ounces for a fifteen gallon keg, and then we would just we would just uh, we put a stainless steel screen on the bottom of the spear six. and toss the oak right into the keg, yeah. and uh, the bread we dose the bread right into the keg. And uh, then we let them sit in our in our back room. That's about you know a constant seventy degrees mm-hmm. all year long. So which, uh, which Brett stream so was that's it? That's how again? we did it. it. It was Lambicus. Lambicus. Yeah, that's right. And and I apologize for the different uh, the different varieties. But I was as I was looking for beer for the show, I I uh, mm-hmm. was digging through our cellar a little bit, and and I wish I could have found three cans of the same, but. That ended up this way, and they're they're from the same batch, though. I think yeah, this is that's, great. That's fine. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right. Anyway, sorry, Brian. Go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, um, boy, the oak is definitely there. It's got a it's got a nice big uh, woodiness to it there. Uh, you know, and it, yeah, it does kind of a little rough, like a, you know, a little American oak kind of heavy, and it seems like that that would probably age out a little bit. But uh, the bread character I'm getting is just a light little earthiness. Um, and th- again, we start with the one that was aged less on the bread. As I taste uh, the other one, it's still not getting towards any any hay or you know barnyardy flavors or anything like that. But it's 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 getting a little a little stronger for sure. Um, but it's it's just kind of barely poking through on the on the first one. That's amazing, even after four months or so. 
But uh, yeah, sometimes you can let that Brett chew away for for a year or more if you have the time to, and just let it go. Who knows what's what's happening inside these cans right now, too? <laughs> if the ones that are kept warm, anyway. Um, so yeah, I had like um, I had a nice little lightly phenolic character from the Belgian primary fermentation that you, you conducted there. Uh, pretty clean and and soft alcohols. It, it's pretty alcoholic. Uh, but it's smooth, so yeah, no DMS or Dassel, anything bad, no hops, um, and yeah, color-wise, it's, it's this nice reddish, light brown, kind of coppery color with uh, a low light tan head that persists only for a little while. It kind of faded on our glasses here, anyway, um, and mostly it's a kind of creamy consistency, finer bubbles, and it fades to a little color of those around the around the edge of the glass here. Uh, so nice appearance. It had, it'd be nice to head stuck around a little longer, but uh, maybe I need a bigger glass. I don't know. Um, it, it, you know, it's got these raisiny kind of double like flavors in it with that soft alcohol. And it's, I mean, yeah, I know it's a ten percent beer, but it's, it's got a lot of um, double like kind of characters to it. Not duval, but uh, duval. <laughs> well, yep, yeah, yep, sure. it's doubly. And uh, <laughs> again, that low earthy Brett note creeping in a little more in the in the. The aged one, but uh, yeah, I might have gone even a little farther with it. It's sure. What I would have done is probably take it off the off the oak and then let the Brett go for another six months and just ha- let it have fun there. But uh, it's also lightening up the body too a little bit. Um, clean beige, Belgian ale fermentation is evident here. Kind of soft, rose-like, perfumey. Um, you know, uh, alcohol is coming through there, and. Um, some fruity esters, some some of that cherry and and uh, and plum. Um, some of that's going to be from the malt, but yeah, some from the fermentation. Uh, but nothing too hot or solventy. It's actually pretty smooth to me. Um, if you know, th- yeah, I'm sure there's probably some higher alcohols in there somewhere, but it's 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 pretty pretty well uh, smoothed out. Um, you said it seems hot. To you, that's not well. As I drink more of it, I'm getting yeah. you know it's going the more, all the way the down the, the back of the throat. That's, but, now. That, but uh, it's not necessarily For alcohol. But it's, it's not, not a, like a flaw, right? It's not a bad yeah, thing. I mean, it's, it's not ten percent. Yeah, it's not a burning right? okay. or, or overly hot. You expect it when you drink a quad. Okay, all right. <laughs> I just, just wanted to point that out because it's a long finish. Yeah, because a lot of times we 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 mention that, but that's for beers like six percent. Yeah, <laughs> right? if you get this percent alcoholic finish in your. And you're hellish, then yeah, you got a problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Body body wise, it's it's kind of medium bodied with the medium low carbonation and some obvious smooth warming. At first, it you know after the first few sips, it was kind of just hanging in the back of the mouth, and it's pretty smooth. But as we keep going again, it goes all the way down in the back of the throat here. Medium. Uh, there's a medium kind of tannic presence from all the wood that's in there. Mm. That's kind of um, kind of a leathery feeling on your tongue a little bit. So, you know, if if it's being declared as a Belgian dark strong and quad, it's for me. Um, it was a little harder to get at the style. It 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 is reminiscent of those the styles, but yeah, it's the it seemed to be that the the Brett is just starting out here and it's not quite completing. It's not chewing through um, and uh, everything that needs to do. So I think I would just put some age on this and. Um, you know, somehow find a way to 
increase the malt complexity even a little more. I imagine that the base beer was was firmly complex, but um, that the you know the bread is starting to take away from that, and, and as it goes longer, which I also want it to do, it's going <laughs> to take away from that even further. So let the bread go longer and start with even more complexity. Maybe even put a little more darker stuff in there. You could darken up the color a tiny bit. Um, but um, it's a pleasant beer, you know. I didn't. Complexity. It was hard to score mm-hmm. it. I think I see what you're saying. I think I, I think I get what you're saying because it is it is kind of. I, I mean, well, I don't I don't want to say like it's two dimensional because that's very insulting to the beer. But it's it's it, it, it's. I think it's a complex beer. Right? Like it's it's yeah. complex, but it's something is. But everything's it. kind of balanced. Everything's kind of everything's kind of equal in in the mouthfeel. Nothing stands out. It's kind of. It's kind of that that middle punch bowl flavors, yeah. and not as much you know that rich tobacco and fig and, and you know other. There, um, there's no standout more, flavors you know, really. There's the phenolics are sub- subdued and restrained, and the yeah. wood is hiding a lot of what's going on in there too. So, so you need to over plan for that kind of stuff. Pull back the wood, push up the malt complexity a little bit, and let it go on the bread a little longer. But okay. yeah, just have fun with it. It's it's a fun beer and it's it's fun to drink. There's nothing really. Um, wrong with it it's just, all of this no. is just balanced stuff it's yeah. it's it's cool but to score it, I, I we scored it as a wild specialty beer category 28 c so which is kind of wild territory because all that's going on here with the brett and the the oak and we had to kind of find a place to peg it so but um yeah i'd, I'd scored it like you know 32 just it's um it's a work in progress it needs some some more age and some um, some balancing out to, for me to be uh, like go, jump up to world class, but yeah, it's 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 getting there and it's cleanly brewed, obviously. So um, yeah, you guys are doing some fun stuff over there. Well, thanks, thanks for the comments. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Keith, you ready? Sure. Right. And uh, I'm not sure how much is going to be a, a, a lot different here, but I, I you know I think it's really it's really opened my eyes a little bit tasting the second beer and it's pretty amazing how different they taste although they taste very similar but let's go back to the first beer again like i got notes i think as brian mentioned uh, i got some some tropical notes too i think for me it reminded me a little bit of pineapple um i got a lot i got a lot of alcohol though in this the first one and it's amazing how much the second one even when you're just smelling it there's so let no so much less alcohol like it's just you know a lot of that's gone away in the beer like it, it just it Less sharp, yeah. Yeah, the first one really, it, it hits my nose, like it burns my nose a little bit even. And the second one, with the one that's aged longer, doesn't have that same sort of characteristic. The first one also reminds me a lot on the nose of of a lot of, you know, American red wines in terms of oak. Um, it's, you know, got some vanilla there. Um, and even, I mean, not necessarily oak even, but the tannins. And it, it's an interesting, it's interesting. But otherwise, it's I got some, uh, some banana little bit of uh clove but uh no it was really interesting really neat neat beer but the the dark fruit i would be looking for in a in a you know a a belgian dark strong wasn't quite there and i think the complexity back again what brian was talking about i think it needs a little more of that so uh, appearance nothing you know hazy a little bit hazy amber um off white head um, it was it lasted for a while, but now you know there's a lot of alcohol there too, so I'm not going to knock it too much for that. It seems a little sweet in flavor. Um, once again, the complexity is is not crazy, and you, you said the malt bill, bill, so it's not like you were just using you know, one or two malts, and you know. But then again, you know, a lot of the Belgian dark strongs have a lot of candy syrup in them, 
And, you know, you said you use dextrose instead. And I think a lot of those candy syrups give a lot of the flavor that, that you expect in a Belgian dark strong. So I think some of that, you know, adding some of those candy syrups and would, would give you more of those flavors. Some of the molasses and dark fruits and things like that. Sure. Um, once again, you know, get some of the banana flavors. Um, balance is, is pretty pretty great for, for this style. Uh, you know, there's, an, there's you know, not, not a lot of bitterness um, but once again, I can taste the I can taste the alcohol. It's it's very warming to me. It's kind of hot. Uh, medium full body carbonation is medium. I, in the style, I'd like the carbonation to be a little bit higher. But then again, it's in a can, so I'm not going to hold that against you. It's an aged beer in a barrel too. So those are it's kind of a different different sort of beast than a normal Belgian dark strong. Um, I think overall, you know, going back to the malt richness, I look for a little more of that. Uh, the barrel character is really fantastic on this first one. The second one, I think, almost leans a little too much barrel. It reminds me, you know, more of like the bourbon sort of thing. And the first one reminds me more of a wine uh, barrel sort of treatment thing. And I, I really prefer the, the wine treatment over the the, 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 the bourbon or whiskey sort of uh, flavors. So I think the first one really hits it for me in terms of the barrel aging. I think it's like perfect there. Overall, I think the Brett character seems really low. Um, struggling to really find it, maybe a little leatheriness, and maybe a little more in the second one, but um, it's it's I'm gonna have to I have to search through to actually even even see it. Um, and yeah, the phenols sort of start you know they start eh, older beers and and beers aged in oak. You're gonna not have as many as many of those phenol flavors that you really want in a Belgian. And it's but I mean that, that's okay. That's that's a fine. It's just a really hard beer to judge when when you throw up like okay it's a quad with bread and oak. <laughs> There's a lot of things going on there, and I'm like yeah. It's so I gave it a 29. I really I actually enjoy drinking it. It's just you know as a Belgian dark strong. Maybe you could say it was a Belgian barley wine and Brett and oak aged, or maybe just even oak aged. I would have been like oh that's probably a 35. <laughs> but it's you know, a lot of that is just you know categorizing it. But I, I enjoyed it. It's just. Uh, I think a, a couple of things could be tweaked to make it more of a Belgian dark strong or even get more Brett character it could be more of an age thing. So take it off the yolk, as Brian mentioned, but yeah. leave it on the bread. It's nice that you didn't put like booze and fruit and spices into it on top of all the other stuff. Oh, yeah. Doing. Right. Because <laughs> it's, it's already yeah. like a wild, uh, a wild animal. And uh, yeah, it would be ferocious if it went too, <laughs> too many different directions with it. So I like, you know, I like that it's just an oak age, straight oak age, no booze. And yeah. that, that's nice. And you really taste the oak firmly, especially in the, the older, the aged one. Like you said, it is almost like a like a bourbon treatment or a, uh, you know, a whiskey kind of treatment has some of the aspects of when you, when you take a sip of a, a good whiskey, you get that mm-hmm. oak in the back of your throat and, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. <laughs> so when you guys, um, taste, taste Brett when it's young, do you guys notice kind of a lemon limey character that you, I usually get that from young Brett right when it's starting to pick up. Hmm. I'm not getting a lot of like citrusiness, but to me, it's coming through as like a light earthiness and like um, a light leathery in the mouthfeel along with the oak that's doing that too. But um, yeah, it hasn't gotten, you know, yeah, there are definitely stages of, of Brett though. Um, Absolutely. I'd have to, yeah, uh, taste some more of that to, to kind of get where you're going with that. But I don't know the, the, the lemon limey thing. Well, and I wonder if it changes. I mean, I, from what I understand, Brett is kind of, you know, 
it can change flavors on you from it batch does. to batch. So uh, I wouldn't put it past. I would not put it put it past Brett to to throw off those kind of characters for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to go straight to goat sweat, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's in between. Is that what you're getting off of this, Dan? I, I, uh, when we. Sorry, I'm getting a weird echo in my phone here, so bear with me. But uh, when we first released the beer, um, it was just the standard, the standard Belgian quad without oak or bread, and I from from that to. This with the bread, I noticed the lemon limey thing coming on, mm. and that's kind of so. That's kind of one thing that I I associate with Brettanomyces now that I've you know that I've tasted that. But uh, a lot, you know, just like you said, a lot of times bread comes through as as uh, um, horse blanket and you know barnyard um, hay stuff, leather stuff like that, and and I've. And I've tasted that in some beers, but uh, I wonder if but, maybe as it's just kind of aging out some of the other flavors, that it's also letting certain ones shine through. Like there is a big kind of fruit punch bowl element to it, and some of the lighter fruit might be coming through more than the the darker, richer fruit was before. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's I don't know. Brett's Brett's just a weird animal. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But to put it into put put the beer into perspective for you guys a little more, um, the uh, the the final gravity was like a ten fourteen or a ten twelve, and the uh, the original gravity is a was it's always been a ten ninety two around. Wow! So it it finishes out really dry, it is and very uh, pressure, and dude. I suppose that could be that could be part of the reason why you guys are 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 seeing it more of uh, you know more like a Belgian barley wine. Yeah, the the sweetness is uh, well the, in a barley wine too. You'd expect more sweetness there too. It's the sweetness sure. being being taken away is is revealing a lot of other interesting things, and and they're expressing themselves differently in in the way that it's balanced. You're kind of removing the balance of that Belgian dark strong, and just well, I mean those those can get somewhat dry too. But yeah, yeah, you want a little impression of sweetness at least. I mean, alcohol yeah. gives you a sweetness too, so that's another thing to consider. It's always sometimes hard to, to figure that out. It's more the body and the digestible sort of characteristic of the beer and, and the carbonation is a little low it makes it a little makes it seem a little bit thicker probably than it would but yeah alcohol in general is going to make it taste a little bit sweeter yep. um, absolutely that makes sense cool dan well if, if that's it man we'll let you go yeah that should be it okay um good luck with your uh good luck with your stomach thing jp <laughs> thanks man <laughs> i appreciate that and good luck with the bre- junkyard brewing man I, hey next time i'm near moorhead i will make a detour my friend you know you guys are brewing some good stuff out there you you do that uh i might uh might stop down at homebrew con if you guys are there too awesome cool. yeah I th- uh we should be there i should be there I've been. Uh, I just realized it was in Minneapolis, so I just right. uh, I thought there's no reason we shouldn't go. Right? How far are you away from that? Uh, we're about three hours. Oh, okay. Three hours yeah. north. All right, that's a journey, but uh, I tell you what, from the beers we've had from you so far, it's worth it. Yeah, I'm planning to be there too, so hopefully we'll see you there, man. Yeah, that'd be cool. Absolutely. Cheers, guys. Thanks, All right, Dan. Dan thanks, Prost. dude. Later. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, interesting beers, man. Yeah, interesting it was, beers. It was cool tasting them side by side. I'm glad we opened the second can. For yeah, sure. I wasn't going to do that at first, and I was like, well, fuck it, why not? What do I care? 
Uh, you know what else is cool? Uh, have you guys seen uh, what the free Brew Guru app can do for you? This is from the AHA. Built for home brewers and beer lovers, the Brew Guru delivers sage brewing knowledge and money-saving detail, uh, deals at breweries, beer bars, and homebrew supply shops. The American Homebrewers Association uh, designed this powerful mobile app to help homebrewers and craft beer lovers explore the wide world of beer that we all share. With Brew Guru, you can effort, effortlessly... You can effortlessly find deals and save. Why is effortlessly such a hard word to say? It takes so much effort to say effortlessly. And that's only a four-syllable word. Right? No. Effortlessly. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Uh, It can easily find deals and save money on beer, food, and brewing supplies. I'm going to change the copy to easily now. Uh, Level up your brew IQ with hand-picked articles, proven recipes, and trusted resources from the American Homebrew Association and Zymergy Magazine. And use the powerful brewery locator to find nearby breweries, tap rooms, beer bars, homebrew supply shops, and brew pubs. Wherever you are, Beer a Brew Guru will lead you to good beer. The app today, Get the app today, and you can follow the path to beery enlightenment. It's free iPhone, iPad, Android. Learn more at homebrewersassociation.org. I have the Brew Guru app. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah, you can get like full on articles from Zymergy on it. It's pretty neat. All right. Hey, look, the EJ yeah. Fair Brewing Company is only 0.01 miles from here. It's right there, right? It tells you. It and they tells have you. happy hour prices anytime and 20% off merchandise. That's for, a pretty good deal. See, AHA and you wouldn't members. have known the, de- the finer points of that. If I'm sitting right here with you losers. I'll see you guys in the right. I'll be I'll be back <laughs> in twenty. Just, can you just Kool Aid man it through the wall right there? Or how would that uh, yeah, that's where the bathroom is. Hey, hey, yeah. hey. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a break and we come back, we're gonna be talking with Matt, who has an IPA. It's Dr. Homebrew. We'll be right back. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops 
in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Examination. Hey everyone, thanks for sticking with us. I want to uh, tell you guys something uh, about something that is near and dear to our hearts here on Dr. Homebrew. There is a competition for you local folks. It's called Celebration. The Gold Country Brewers Homebrew Club is uh, uh, the in- entry window for, for Celebration is closed, but they still need judges and stewards. It's not only AHA and BJCP sanctioned event, but it's the first official competition to be Brewing Network sanctioned, if that means anything to you at all. Yeah, they've been doing that one for a long, long while. Yeah, it's apparently it's a good comp, man, for sure. So anyway, if you guys are interested, it's October eighth, and it's up uh, in Sacramento. It's going to be at Yolo Brewing Company in Sac. Uh, so if you guys are want to get your judge on, or want to learn how to be a, a judge or a steward or any sort of thing to help out the competition, uh, you can email. Where'd my email go? See, they took out my friggin' email, dude, motherfuckers. Just email JP at thebrewingnetwork.com. Yeah, please don't do that. He'll direct you properly. Also, I'd like to bring up uh, this Saturday, for those who are listening live and who live in or near the Bay Area, we've got uh, Oktoberfest in the Diamond coming up, and uh, there's like a homebrewing alley there. Sponsored by HopTech, and uh, it's a lot of fun. We've been doing this for like eight years with them now. I guess it's the ninth year of the festival, but uh, there's like a whole homebrew alley. There's like all kinds of pro breweries. And it's this Saturday, at, at basically at the corner of Fruitvale and MacArthur, and they close off a bunch of blocks around that. So um, a bunch of guys from the Mad Zymergists and from the Bay Area Mashers and uh, some other clubs would be there pouring with us. So, um, yeah, come taste some beer with us. And, and we'll announce the awards for the Oktoberfest homebrew competition that was just completed. We judged it last weekend in uh, at Eight Bridges Brewing in, in Livermore. So... Uh, that was fun, our, our German beers. And and actually, that's the one that Keith won last year. So that's why I got to hang out with Keith when he was brewing his, his best of show winning beer at 21st Amendment, which is like our kind of claim to fame with our, our grand prize, uh, which we humbly accept from 21st Amendment because they're so cool. Yeah, that was a great right. time. That was awesome. And I think they did a really great job with that Kolsch last year. It was better than the Kolsch I made. So, uh, <laughs> it was nice. That was pretty awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, anyway, so if you guys want to participate in the celebration, uh, you're going to have to Google it, unfortunately, because uh, I think when Bev edited this yeah. copy, she fucking deleted every piece of information I need. So It's, uh, it's on October 8th. Uh, YOLO Brewing Company. Uh, check it out. Hit up uh, Google for the Gold Country Brewers Homebrew Club and 
and uh, you can find all the information there, I'm sure. Uh, but jump in, man. Be a part of the industry. Be a part of the community. We definitely need more judges. We need good judges. We need solid judges. And, of course, after listening to this program, you're pretty much a judge. I mean, we're pretty much going to mail you your BGCP card. So, mm-hmm. uh, But, no, seriously, check it out. Uh, that's really the only way, man, to, to be a, a, a good judge is you got to get practice. And the only way to get practice is to go to the events, man. Well, a nice way to start by stewarding, and you can get into a competition. And yeah. just, you know, you help the judges. You bring them the beers. If you're just curious about judging, just go see the inner workings of a competition. Volunteer to steward. Low responsibility job, high reward, and you get to, you know, so if the judges are nice, you could, then they have enough beer left to share. You know, they they can uh, give you a little splash of it after they they're done, kind of scoring it and discussing it, and you can kind of sometimes ask questions if there's time or whatever, but. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. You just kind of see what it's about. And then, you know, you'll be judging by the next time you're in there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get Matt on the phone. Matt, are you here, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. All right, how you doing, man? Doing all right. All right, so you gave us an IPA. I did. And we're going we're gonna to judge the shit out of this IPA, that's for sure. You better be sitting yeah, down. The, I don't know. I it's a pretty old IPA. <laughs> how old is it? Um... Uh, it's got to be, I think, about three months now. Oh, okay, Maybe not two. not too bad. I, th- I thought no. it was gonna be, I thought you were gonna say like six months or some shit like that, yeah. or like a year. Years. It was was it, it was already struggling with hop. Like I didn't get as much hops out of it as I wanted. So okay. Then, sure. I don't have any bottles left, so I can't really drink that one with you. Is but. it three months since you sent it to JP, or is it just three months since? Since no, no, since since yeah. I bottled it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but we've had it for, you know, for a little bit. So, But it's been in the fridge. Guarantee cool. you, it's been in the fridge. So you're all right. Um, how long have you been homebrewing, man? Plugged in, though. That's what's, the big thing. What's that? Was the fridge plugged in? No. Yeah. No, and it's actually out just in a field. It's a, it's a hobo fridge. I like oh, to oven cool. age well, my beers. <laughs> uh, you've been on the show before, right, or no? Yeah, yeah, I sent in another IPA before. Oh, okay, so we don't care how long you went home. Let's just the, get right to the beer. I know the caps. He's got the hop with the, the helmet on it. Yeah. Oh, that was you. That's him. Nice. Yeah. And right. I think the other IPA was was better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you agree, Matt? Do you agree with it. that? Yeah, I did. So that the two beers that I sent you guys, they were my pilot batches for the wedding that I just had on Sunday. So originally when I sent those beers in, I was hoping to get them on before I brewed the batch for the actual wedding. Yeah. And to kind of get your input on how to fix certain things or whatnot. But but you just had to wing it. <laughs> yeah, the beers the beers didn't quite get to you in time. The the batch that I brewed for the actual wedding came out way better than the batch I sent you guys. Awesome. So. Okay, good. And either yeah. way, you can blame JP. Right. So, so well, what is, I am anyways. What is this beer? This is this is one of this is one of the pilot beers. That's what you were just saying. Yeah, that's okay. one of the pilot beers. It was my IPA, and then I was just I was really disappointed with it. So I was kind of hoping. Well, how? Like I know there was a few things that I didn't like about it, but I wanted other people to tell me what they didn't like about it, just yeah. to see if it was different than what I. Well, we can definitely do that, but but inter- this would be an interesting conversation. Then, what did you change? How how do you change it? If you if you have no external feedback, and uh, you, um, you know well, how did you wait, what adjust? Should we wait until after judging, and then I'll get into what I changed? And I don't know. Up. I don't want to lose the thread. Now, nah, just go ahead and tell me now. Okay. Don't ever tell um, me how to run my show, Matt. You so, understand me? 
I'm just kidding. Uh, one of the big things that I changed, like, I don't know what I was doing before, but I was, I would dry hop a little bit when I still had yeast and suspension. Okay. So I was losing a lot of the, my aromas, I think. And then also, um, I, um, Hmm. I just, I'm trying to remember what else I changed. I also like one, I didn't get enough hops out of like the, the boil. And I did, I like, I just upped the hops all around completely. And then also I dropped good man suspension and then hopped it and then threw some hops in like a, a mesh bag, then put it in the keg and then also hopped in the keg, dry hopped in the keg and then pulled that hop bag out. So I just okay. got a lot better hops, and then I kind of changed the malt bill a tiny bit on that one too. Just, uh, just out of um, you know, did you pull it out of your butt, or did somebody help you with that? You, you see where I'm going? Like, I want to, I want to figure out how you, how you made these adjustments. If, you know, for people who are looking to do the same thing. Um. Well, frankly, I'm sure your some of your guys's feedback. You didn't get enough bitterness, not enough hops, um, in the aroma or in the flavor. So. That was one thing that I, I upped a bunch. And then also, um, I wish I had my notes for that one. I want to say that the it was lacking body a little bit and just um, stuff like that. So I think I upped my wheat a tiny bit on that one. Okay. And um, I want to say I mashed a tiny bit higher. <clears throat> oh, and I also, I changed, I was using... Um, I split my uh, my base malt. I always split my base malt to kind of give it more complexity. And I did Golden Promise and Maris Otter with that one. And then um, with the at next batch, I just used um, Maris Otter and Two Row. And I felt like it was better, which I usually like Golden Promise, but I don't know if it was the other malts I had in that. Or the way it was that playing off. Build that I just kinda, and that one I just kind of pulled out my ass more because the homebrew store didn't have Golden Promise. So I just <laughs> went yeah. with it. And then I was like, oh, well, I like this one better. So okay. I think, yeah, a blend of Maris Otter and uh, Two Row American can be fun sometimes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the yeah. best things we learn are by accidents too. Just <laughs> not, you know, not having the right ingredients and then finding out that yeah. something's better. That, you know, that happens a lot. Yeah. I, ended, okay. I bought a 55 pound bag of a, uh, Four malted Maris Otter, which I just absolutely loved. Oh, it yeah. was definitely my favorite base malt because I I ended up brewing about five beers for the wedding. So cool. This is like the, as well the Glen Eagle, of, uh, like the crisp Maris Otter and Glen Eagle stuff. Or? Yeah, and it was uh, four malted too. That four so malted stuff for, is so delicious. I love it. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Oh, Worth finding. I was, yeah, I was eating it like straight out of the bag. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Breakfast. Put a little yogurt in there, dude. You'd be great. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's cool. That's cool. I just wanted to get a little peek inside your mind. Uh, and she still married you, huh? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I made it. Uh, I made it four days. So there you go. It's all. It's all uphill from here, dude. I don't and know. now you're calling us on your honeymoon, and she's she's mad at you, right? <laughs> right. Right. No. No. Our our honeymoon uh, consisted of going home and taking. <laughs> Please let us go home now. <laughs> God, I'm tired of this wedding stuff. All right, Keith, you want to you want to start off? Yeah, sure. That's uh, starting off uh, medium citrus, a little bit of spiciness, sweet malt, uh, hints of oxidation, uh, papery, Ooh. otherwise very clean in fermentation, 
get a little tiny bit of biscuit, uh, some pininess. Uh, that's about it. Um, color, uh, I would say golden, but I mean, brilliantly clear. It's fucking really clear. It's uh, I haven't seen as many IPAs this clear, so I want to talk a little bit about that uh, after we're done with this. But uh, light white head, uh, it, it sticks around. Not you know doesn't doesn't dissipate quickly. Um, hot flavor is medium, probably a little low for an IPA. Uh, pine, some medium sweetness, a little bit of little bit of toastiness, not not a ton. Um, a firm bitterness, I think it's appropriate for the style. Uh, not too much bitterness for me. I think the bitterness actually, I really like where it where it lands in this in this beer. Um, I get hints of pineapple. Um, the balance is toward the hops, appropriate. Um, but you know there there is the the balancing sweetness. Uh, some people would say in in modern American IPAs that's you know it should be more toward the hops. Uh, just a light amount of alcohol in the flavor. Get a touch of maybe a touch of DMS. Just not not a lot. Just like a touch of corn. Uh, medium body, medium carbonation. Alcohol warming is just a, a, a tiny bit of that as well. No astringency. Um, the fla- overall, I mean, it kind of reminded me of a pineapple upside down cake with maybe a little paper on top of that. I don't, it don't really, you know, you think of the consistency when you're eating pineapple upside down cake and then eating paper. Maybe some of the paper stuck to the cake. Yeah, when you're so- something it? like that. You don't want to think about <laughs> consistency, but it is a little papery and oxidized. Um, I was at a show last night and I had a, I had your beer two days ago as well. And I, I went to a show and I had a Lagunitas that, you know, they don't have shows there every night. And I'm like, oh, this beer is a little bit. A little bit old, and it, it reminded me a lot of your beer. And in some ways, you should take that as a compliment. I, w- I would think that <laughs> your beer tastes like an old Lagunitas. Uh, <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. There, there's a compliment in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, so I think the, the oldness, I think, is the, is the, you know not not punching up the hops enough. I think the hops seem a bit subdued overall for the style. I was trying to think if it, that was actually just just being a little bit old, or is it that it initially wasn't wasn't hoppy enough. Now that you said it was three months, I'm really thinking that you really should have, you know, uh, dialed up the hops uh, times two, times three, times four. Um, but overall, I, you know, I, I thought it was it was a good beer. It was clean fermentation in my mind. Maybe a little a little bit vegetal in different areas, uh, and a little bit is a little of the DMS that I was getting. But um, I like you know I like my my American IPAs to have. Uh, a little less, little less of the, the biscuit flavor, but that's that's a personal preference. I think you're perfectly in style with that. I gave it a 31, um, but I could see, you know, like I said, with the, the in a competition with the lack of the hot punch, I don't really see this winning uh, where it is at this point in time. All right, you gave it a 31. Good, good comments. Good comments. Yeah. <clears throat> what do you think, Brian? In the aroma, I got like so the hops were really interesting. I'd like to talk about what the hop choices were. Okay. On the first one here, because it's kind of coming through as like, yeah, they're aged. Okay, it's earthy. It's it's, but there's like slightly dank and and it's a little resinous. Um, and then I'm I'm getting garlic. Like it's this underlying kind of garlicky flavor mm. and aroma really? in there. Interesting. Yeah. Um, had a you know the maltiness is low with kind of a bread crusty toasty character kind of supporting. Um, maybe a little biscuit like Keith said. And uh, yeah, it might be the from the Golden Promise or something. I don't know, but uh, yeah, 
it's um, definitely kind of a richer malt flavor. And a lot of these modern IPAs, they just use base malt and sometimes blend it with Pills malt or just it, all the light malts, and there's no specialty. Maybe sometimes a little bit of Munich if they're feeling really special that day. But, um, yeah, it's the trend is toward always lighter, lighter, it seems like. And, you know, this is more like a throwback IPA where they still had a little more color to them and, and richness in the malt playing off the hops. So. It's like kind of classic in that sense. Uh, had some moderate fruity esters. I didn't get any. I didn't get any DMS. I didn't get really any corn like in there, but uh, no diacetyl or anything like that or acetaldehyde. No, no, definitely clean. Yeah, it's pretty clean. Um, appearance wise, it's it's a nice rich golden color. I liked it. Uh, no 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 haze at all. Very clear. Um, in a medium low whitish kind of eggshell colored head. Uh, fine bubbles. Um, and the glass I judged the other night, it persisted pretty well, but, uh, you know, not forever. Um, and it, you know, the hops can kind of kill the head too a little bit sometimes. Well, it'll be, it'll be fluffier sometimes at first and stay up for a while and then it'll drop. But, um, yeah, um, flavor wise, I, at first I thought it was like maybe a mustiness, but I'm, I am kind of getting that paperiness that, that he's talking about almost, yeah, like wet paper a little bit. And a little vegetal note alongside that malt. Um, it tastes pretty stale. The The bitterness is kind of rough and coarse a little bit. I just found it to be at a medium level. So the level was good, but the bitterness was just a little... Just a little bit harsh, kind of biting. But not not at too high of a level where that would be a big problem. Um, but yeah, the hops flavors are just kind of subdued. It's like earthy, oxidized, and almost a bit cheesy. Um, the balance is um it's it's even i would say between the malt and the hops it's uh, there's there's enough interesting malt there where it kind of balances out what hops are still there so it's kind of a weird balance for an ipa um low fruitiness no dms diacetyl uh mouthfeel wise it's medium bodied with a low a low warmth coming through medium carbonation it does get a bit of astringency coming off the hops it seems like uh it's not very creamy or smooth it's, again just a little biting and harsh and almost leathery with that the um, I don't know the hop presence there, that the, all the plant matter in there from the hops, um, something's making it a little bit biting and harsh in the throat. But um, it was actually a pretty good interpretation of the IPA style, more on the classic side of things. Uh, and it has some really interesting, unusual hop character. Like that's the part that's not classic to me. It's like the 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 choices of hops are kind of these earthy. Uh, piney re- resonances. Well, in a way, that's kind of like the mo- some of the modern IPAs might have some of that, but they'd be balanced with a big tropical thing or something like that. You know, um, it doesn't have a lot of fruity hops. In other words, it's just all these vegetable-y ones and gar- and and tree-like ones. You know, <laughs> and and er- <laughs> earth. It's like, yeah, digging under the tree for vegetables kind of flavor. Uh, anyway. Um, Again, not horrible. It's it's I'm it's a pretty fine IPA. It's just definitely been aged. I would serve it younger, um, or, and and be careful about bottling technique. If it's you know you can get some. It's really easy to get some air in there when you're doing that, depending how you're bottling. And we can talk about that too. Um, it's not like you said you bottled the whole batch, maybe, but uh, we'll get to that. Maybe you're caking by now. Um, yeah, it just seems to be suffering from age. Uh, definitely pump up the hops, especially in the aroma. And experiment with different hops. Use the freshest hops you can get your hands on, and try again. It's it's definitely past its prime. So uh, something with a little more zing, with a little citrus and tropical to balance all the, all those other flavors out will be nice in here. I gave it a twenty-seven point five. 
Oh, thrown in the point five. Yeah, well, yeah. The twenty eight would have killed him. I scored the, the appearance because the appearance was really nice, except the head fell a little flat. And, and as I gave it a two point five, just because I didn't want to give it a three, I didn't really want to give it a two. But then I didn't find a half point anywhere else, so that's where it lands. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, well, Matt, since this was a, 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 a trial batch, I don't know if you have any questions for the guys. I, mean, I have a question for Matt. I mean, how, yeah. how did you get the clarity? Like, it, it's, you know, I, I brew a lot of IPAs and mine never get this clear. And I just wanted to know how you got it so clear and then, you know, why is it so clear? Because, I mean, there's there are some, some complications with getting an IPA so clear um, that could actually, you know, detract from the actual flavor of the beer. So I wanted to know what you did there in terms of clarity. Uh, gelatin. That's a one-word answer, and that's perfect. <laughs> That'll do it every time. Gelatin's a great finding agent. You do have to also bump up your hops a little bit, too, because that's going to pull out even more of the hop character that's there. Yeah, and, yeah, I, like I said, the I would have wished I sent you the, the updated batch because it was pretty <laughs> much hitting on everything you guys were saying to fix. I was like, yeah. Was, oh, okay. Yeah, well, brew it again and send us some. Yeah. We'll take it. We'll take it. Well, but that's also cool. I mean, you know, the things that you already called out were kind of – you know what we had said too, or what the guys had said. I didn't Connor say shit. Fingered it out on his own. What were yeah. the hops in this beer? What were the hops? It was um, El Dorado, Equinox, and Mosaic. Okay, and then some so. Chinook thrown in there too. And so I bittered with Chinook and Warrior, and then so all the flavor and aroma additions were. Um, Eldorado, Equinox, and a little mosaic. Yeah, I mean, Chinook, I, I don't really like Chinook as a bittering. I, I've used it many times in the past. I think maybe that's what Brian's picking up on in some term, you know, in some ways of the sort of the harsh bitterness. I think you were you were mentioning that. Yeah. And it's not it's not my favorite hop to use. Uh, sometimes so, you know what's funny? So I sent you guys an IPA the first time, and it was just all tropical fruit. Like, it was a big yeah. tropical fruit bomb. I remember that one. And, yeah, yeah. And there was not... There wasn't any like piney or earthiness to like balance it. And if you blend so that these two, my uh, Chinook to throw in. Yeah, <laughs> I think mean, Chinook's a great, a great hop. I just think that in terms of a bittering hop, there are better, better choices. And uh, yeah, I was kind of hoping I would get like more grapefruit zest and a little earthiness out of it, but it didn't really pan out that way. Yeah, you can go with just kind of a neutral high alpha hop, you know, like Magnum, and just get get your bitterness that you need to get out of it, and and then layer it in with all the other good stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I would keep the the mosaic in there, and and maybe dump the other ones and put uh, in some other. I'm a big know. fan of Equinox, but you do get some green green pepper flavor from it. But I've used yeah. it in some beers. It, it, it depends on the blend and what you're using it with. But I'm, I am a fan of that that hop. But maybe that's where the little vegetal like impression it, is it's, coming it's from. It's possible. Yeah. That, hmm. uh, okay, Matt. Anything else? No, no. I mean that I kind of. I would I think, had a little more questions, but I, that beer I, I fixed, and I'm pretty happy with where it is. Well, so, glad you it. so you don't need us, is what you're saying. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Thanks anyway, guys, okay. but well, I figured no this out on my own. Yeah. I'm all right with that. No, I'm just glad that you just wanted feedback on this, because I tasted that beer. I'm like, this thing is old and stale. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. It's... And so, like, my bottling, I that was bottled right. with just the picnic tap with yeah. uh, a little... You know the bottling wand, like yeah. in the picnic cap. Yep, yep. And so I purge, I purge the bottle with CO2, and then I try purging the headspace with CO2. But you know that it's it's usually fine because my bottles never last more than like a week. 
so I don't ever get any real issues with it. That's why I've never changed my bottling technique, and I no. didn't really suspect that this IPA would be sitting around this long, or I would have tried <laughs> doing something different, you know. But no, I think that's fine. You know, you can as if you're purging, that's you know, that's a good a good start there, and you don't need a fancy fancy toy to make it work. That's true. That's true. All right, Matt, we're gonna let you go, dude. Okay. All right. We'll talk Thanks. to you later, man. Thanks, Matt. All right. Bye. See ya. Cool. Cool. Oh man. Uh, before we take our second break, I do want to tell you guys about our friends at Crafter Brew. They have the Catalyst. It's out of Kickstarter phase. Yes. And you do you have you have one? You're using one, right? Yes, I'm brewing in it, man. <clears throat> you're brewing um, in it. How do you yeah. like it? How do you like it? I enjoy it a lot. I I made a mead, so I actually I made a sizer in it, and it was it was really nice. Just uh, you know. Um, sanitize it and and for meat makers it's kind of cool too because you want a nice a lot of meat makers brew in a, a crappy bucket because mm -hmm. if you're making melomels or you want to do your nutrient additions or if you want to put your wine whip in there to whip out all the oxygen or all the co2 and get it oxygenated for really like a big sack meat or something it's hard to get in there in just a regular carboy and do all that stuff you need to do yeah and push down the fruit every, every time you know all, for your melomels it's and yeah spice additions whatever Meat makers would love this thing a lot, and dr people who dry hop a lot, instead of having to jam your dry hops down a little, you know, the top of a, a 6.5 gallon glass carboy, and, and I'm always There's spilling always hops spillage. over the edge. Like, always oh, spilling. I just lost an ounce of hops. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's nice. So, and you can see everything's going on. It's got the level markers for you, which is great, and um, yeah, it's really easy to use, and, and it was it's easy to put together and and, and nice to deal with. So sturdy. And um, yeah, cool. No, no problems at all. Just just smooth sailing, man. Yeah, guys, check it out. Go to craftabrew.com. It's the catalyst, folks. There's a there's a cool drop down menu, and you can kind of uh, you know check it out on their website. Uh, over ninety percent more scratch resistant than other plastic conicals. It's uh, by the way, it's a plastic conical, and seventy one percent less oxygen permeable permeable than other plastic conicals. It's low profile, so it'll fit in your fridge. Uh, like Brian was saying, cleaning is a breeze. Working with it is a breeze because the entire lid comes off, and it has a three-inch butterfly at the bottom. Uh, it's pretty awesome, dude. Check it out. Craftabrew.com. The catalyst. Yeah, you just screw on. If you want to collect your yeast, you can put any size of uh, ball jar on the bottom that you want. You know, you do put an eight-ouncer eight on there to collect your yeast or whatever if you want to harvest that and, or pull it off for whatever reason and, um, you know, clear your beer or your meat or whatever you want. Yeah, for sure. It's cool. All right, everyone, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back to give some stuff away. It's Dr. Homebrew. Don't move. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star treatment today. 
Grog tags aren't just for labeling your home brews to hand out to your friends. They're the perfect way to round out your personal brewing marketing. Bringing your latest beer to a funeral? Craft a metal sign to go with it. Heading out to Little Liam's Bar Mitzvah? Grog Tag custom bottle caps are awesome. Couldn't get out of jury duty this year? Grog Tag the hell out of the deliberation room with reusable labels. Grog Tag has an awesome array of products just waiting to be customized by you. Metal signs, coasters, tasting mats, bottle caps, tap handles. It's all there waiting for your designs at Grog Tag. Liven up your next party with the widest selection of custom products ever offered by a sponsor of the Brewing Network. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. Admit it. Homebrewing is not always free of frustrations. Years ago, brothers Bill and Jim Mitchell decided to minimize those frustrations and create an entirely new brewing process and a brand new kitchen appliance, the Pico Brew Zymatic. The Zymatic sits on your kitchen counter and connects to the internet via Wi-Fi. It comes with access to a huge recipe library full of award-winning beers and can brew your next batch at the push of a button, improve repeatability, and refine your recipes with the Pico Brew Zymatic. With minimal cleaning and hassle, the Zymatic enables anyone to brew craft beer in the comfort of their own kitchen. Just add your ingredients and the process of homebrewing becomes simplified and automatic, allowing you to focus on what really matters while you brew. At Pico Brew, they believe everyone should be able to enjoy the art of homebrewing and make their own damn good craft beer. See the Zymatic in action today at PicoBrew.com. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right. Thanks for hanging with us, everyone. Before we get out of here, um, actually, before we give away prizes, we have a prize to give away. Um, And I won't tell you who won it. Not yet. Not until I tell you about the beer bug. We've talked about the beer bug before. It's a wireless device that kind of hangs in your carboy and uh, essentially hooks up to the internet, to all the tubes that are that exist ever on the internet, uh, and via an app, you can read about what exactly your beer is doing. And I think that's pretty cool. You can know exactly when to stop your uh, fermentation, as Brian was, was saying at, at, uh, during during yeah. the break, so you couldn't hear it. Uh, but uh, you know, if you're making a mead or whatever, you need to stop that shit at well, a certain yeah. time. If you're making a lawnmower mead, especially, I used to make a lot of those lawnmower meads, and sometimes they end at the right sweetness. Other times they just drop out. But you can sulfate, sulfite them, and and uh, sorbate them, and get them stopped where you want them. You have to stop like, them. Oh, it's at ten twelve. I'm gonna stop it right now. Yeah. Well, and with the beer bug, you can know, man. You get real time data, specific gravity temperature. Temperature, alcohol by volume uh, goes for Android and uh, Apple. Uh, real-time notifications. You can share all your recipes, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it also know, tells tell you how your strong your Wi-Fi is. Oh, it does. It oh, said my Wi-Fi strength is amazing. Wow. Uh-huh. Gold star and Wi-Fi. I feel good. <laughs> you should feel good. Uh, anyway, check it out. Thebeerbug.com. They're nice folks. It's a cool product. I dig it, and I, I definitely recommend it for people. And if you're if you're really into exactly what's going on in your fermentation, you need to know exactly what's happening. There's no better tool than their beer bug. Check them out. Beerbug.com. Okay, so let's get to the price. So we have a $40 gift certificate to GrogTag, our good friends at GrogTag.com. Um, let me just initial that thing so I know I did it already. Uh, and it goes to, normally it goes to the winner or to the person with the lowest score. It's kind of our little joke 
you know, thing. But hey, forty bucks to Grog Tag. All the stuff you can buy on on Grog Tag are forty bucks. You're, yeah. you're doing pretty good, man. Uh, and so, since Dan is a, uh, a commercial brewer, and he's he's opted out of the prize winning uh, portions of these shows uh, that he participates in, we're going to give it to Matt. Default. So, Matt, yeah. there you go. Right. You got forty bucks, dude, from um, grogtag.com. He can make a sign of his wedding beer to put up in his garage. There you like, go, forever and eternity. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. Well, not that specific thing, but uh, you know, I, I got a lot of my stuff for my wedding at Grogtag. I got metal yeah, signs, and then so you just use them as a menu, like what's on tap. Well, but and he's so you past the wedding all the time. now. So, well, yeah. yeah, but but I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, now he can do it for like his anniversary or his party, yeah. and still have a memory. Yeah, it's a whole thing, man. Yeah, they're cool, man. Yeah, so congratulations, Matt. You did, uh, I mean, w- would Matt have won anyways? I think Matt would have won anyways, right? But yeah. Because that, we that beer close. was they were old. Yeah. <laughs> Matt won in a Poor lot Matt. of ways tonight. Now, I, I, I imagine it was a lot like, uh, I don't know, like when you turn in a term paper or something, you know you didn't work hard on it, and the teacher's telling you all the things that are wrong, and you're like, I fucking know. I know yeah. already. I've already changed it. I already know. Uh, I imagine it was like that. But uh, hopefully you got something out of it, too. I think it helps to have people break down your beers. Not break them down, but, you know what I mean, deconstruct them. Uh, and you think you already know what is wrong, but I think it helps to find out why other people feel the same. I think he right? would have been happy whatever the hell he said about his beer. He's just happy that he made it through his wedding. Right. Right, man. That was... Uh, but, yeah, cool, guys. Thanks, Dan and Matt, for coming on. Yeah, guys. for sure. I really appreciate it, man. It was Those were good beers, too. I mean, you know, look, and if, if you call that a, a, a an old pale ale, you're right there. Yeah. That's like a Sierra Nevada clone. Like a three-month-old Sierra Nevada clone. <laughs> That's it. I, I, would, I would hope not. But. That's right there, man. For sure. Uh, okay, before we go, speaking of gadgets, uh, I want to tell you guys about the iDip. We got a lot of live reads lately, man. I love it. Uh, smart water brew, t- uh, smart brew water testing kit incorporates revolutionary photometer. We all know this already. Uh, it's a handheld device. You, you can use it in your house. You can use it in your commercial brewery as well. Uh, it takes great water to make great beer, both home brewing and commercial. So it definitely transcends both uh, both of those things. It's the only meter on the market that has water test kits with no math needed on your part. It pairs via Bluetooth and updates your water results instantly. You can test for stuff like total alkalinity, chloride, calcium hardness ph sulfate and more over 40 different water quality tests it's pretty cool and you can email the results to the rest of your brewers you can email them to your homebrew club post it to your facebook page whatever you want to do man uh so check it out go to smartbrewkit.com we use the order code tbn10 at checkout and save 10 bucks on either the standard or advanced smart brew testing kit. that reminds me i need to test my buddy's water test your buddy's water dude Test it. He got one it. of those like super crazy filtration systems. So he has a different filtration for his garage, and for he's got a softener on his house, and he's got like brewing water for his garage. I'm really jealous. Jeez, I need to check it out though. He needs a he needs a friggin' eye dip. Then he does man. yes. Yeah. I'm telling you, get his own damn eye dip. You should. All right, everybody. It's been Doctor Homebrew. We'll be uh, I don't know. We'll be hanging out here for a little bit. We're gonna do another show if you're listening live. For you, one person who's listening live. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, wait for the next show to drop. Anyway, take care, everybody.